With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. You know, I feel like we played hard. Uh, you know, I, I think the guys wanted it out there. And, you know, not a whole lot has changed on my stance personally um, from that game. I think uh, the things that I thought I missed right after the game are the things I realized I missed, you know, watching it a few days later. Again, I'll, I'll take that one. That one's on me. I think the guys played well well enough around me to win that game. And, and I didn't perform at my best, you know, and that's on me. Yeah, he just needs to be more consistent again. Uh, again, I, you know, a lot put, gets put on that kid's shoulder. We need to be better around him. But I think he can play better than he did last week. And, and most of it's just consistency, making sure that when he has opportunities to complete balls, that he gets the ball to him. And just being a little more definitive with his decisions, a little sharper and crisper so balls are coming out a little quicker and uh, decisions are made a little quicker. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Rob Washett, and a class of Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez. As um, a lot of talk about Martinez and, and what direction he's going to head here these final three weeks. This segment of the Husker Online Show is brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill with locations in Omaha and one here in Lincoln. Get on into any of those Tanner's locations. You can catch the Nebraska game. They'll be open early for the 11 o'clock game on Saturday. Or you can go in and after the game. I know after um, 11 a.m. games, they get a big rush of people that want to watch all the night games um, at any one of those Tanner's locations. So uh, check out all the football action this weekend at any of those Tanner's sports bar locations. Guys, let's talk Adrian Martinez now as um, that really has been a topic, and I don't think it's a topic we thought we'd be discussing this late in the year, but it's become a reality. And I think, and I wrote this week, that these three games, Wisconsin, Maryland, and Iowa, are almost career defi- It's a career-defining moment for Martinez because if he fizzles out and, let's say, worst-case scenario, Nebraska's 0-3, 1-2, he plays poorly – it changes the narrative of the entire offseason of a position that we thought was set in stone for the next two to three years, you know, the next couple of years, where now, you know, there could be a quarterback battle. And you look at this game this week, Wandell's questionable. Um, you know, Martinez is going to have to be a big-time runner. He's going to have to make throws and carry to Nebraska to victory if they're going to have a chance to win this game. Well, I think we learned, you know, during these injury issues that um, Adrian had that the drop off from where Adrian is right now compared to where Noah Vedrill and even to extent Luke McCaffrey are is not nearly as significant as people may have thought going into the season. I mean, obviously, Adrian was being hyped up um, as one of the best quarterbacks in all college football. uh, And so it was one of those deals where the program was built around him and he was going to be the driving force behind whatever success Nebraska was going to have this season. But when he regressed and then was eventually uh, held out to injury, you know, the Vedrill and McCaffrey stepped up just fine. And actually the offense operated fairly well uh, to the point where all of a sudden you kind of start reevaluating just how important Adrian is to what you're doing, especially if he's playing at the level that he's playing. And that I think is the biggest issue is, 
not necessarily what's going on behind him, but um, the fact that he's gotten worse from where he was at the end of last season is probably as big of a reason. What why is that line play? Is that running back production? Is it lack you of see, play? But he's missed wide open throws. Yeah, that, that's the bottom line. I mean, that's the bottom line. And he's hesitant. He doesn't look confident. Uh, he doesn't look like he kind of has a, a real control of the offense. And again, there are a variety of reasons for that um, that certainly aren't helping the cause. But uh, for a guy that was, you know, he was supposed to be a Heisman Trophy candidate. I mean, those types of things aren't supposed to be happening for a guy like that. And I think a lot of it has to do with the amount that was put on his plate going into his second season. You know, with all these expectations about his ability to run this offense, I think Frost and staff really kind of, you know, put it out there for him. It's like, you're going to run our full offense. Where I think last year, it was more of what it looked like when Noah Vedral was out there, where they condensed it to you know a lot of runs, quick decision plays, one read passes, uh, and he was able to really execute well, at a Stanley high level. Stanley Morgan was that. an eraser. Devino Zigbo was an eraser. I mean, you had two NFL guys there with you know, and I think you 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 lose that. I mean, Spielman has never had to be the number one guy. He's always had another guy to compliment him, and I think the offense has just changed without those two guys. Yeah, and so, I don't know. I just think that when they pare it down, all of a sudden this offense looks a lot better. And it seems like maybe this offseason they tried to really take a big jump with Adrian that maybe he wasn't necessarily ready for. Well, I think the bottom line is if he if he doesn't finish the season strong or if the team doesn't finish you know, here on a good note, I mean, it's going to be a topic of discussion. You know, what you, what's going to happen at that position? What's going to happen in the offseason heading into spring football? Because there's, there's a lot of talent there, and it's only getting stronger with the addition of Logan Smothers. And, uh, I mean, you've got a legitimate room, quarterback room, that's full of talent. And those guys are competitive. I know that they all get along, and, and they're very supportive of one another, and they've got a great makeup in that room Is in terms of, you know, not uh, you know ill will between anybody, but but they are competitive, and, and each and every one of those guys wants to be the guy. And so, I mean, it's it's going to be a, a topic of conversation, and um, you know, I would think that at some point it would have to trickle its way up to North Stadium too. And then you guys, you look at this game Saturday. Uh, questions about Wandell Robinson. Uh, we know Maurice Washington's nowhere in the picture. Um, so all of a sudden, the running game in general is such a question to me for Saturday. Uh, because you're asking Dedrick Mills to do something he really hasn't done all year, and that's take – you know, he's done it once maybe where he's had like 20 carries in a game. Well, Dedrick Mills is going to have to have that many carries or around that number, and you're going to need Martinez to run it well. And, by the way, you're only going to get maybe 55 to 60 plays max versus the normal 80. Um, so you're going to have to produce an offense with a lot less – maybe than you normally would have on a Saturday, Robin. Well, that's an, an offense that, you know, as far as uh, executing uh, at a pretty efficient clip uh, has struggled all year. I mean, turnovers, penalties, uh, you know, stalled run plays, uh, you know, bad snaps throwing everything off. I mean, this offense has been its own worst enemy all year. And now you're talking about a game where you have to capitalize on any and every opportunity that you get. And I think they're going to be there's going to be chances. I mean, you go back to what this offense did against Wisconsin last year. I mean, J.D. Spielman set the single, the school record for the single game receiving record. Uh, so, I mean, they have the opportunity, I think, to match receivers against linebackers and with their tempo, uh, assuming they can get it, uh, to ha have some opportunities to get big plays down the field. But those don't happen if you can't run the ball. And right now, Nebraska's traditional running game is non-existent. And if the only way they're going to be able to move the football on the ground is with Adrian Martinez getting 20-plus carries, in my opinion. Well, they have to stay on schedule this week. They're, I mean, they cannot get behind the sticks 
because th- this pass rush that they're going to be facing against Wisconsin is third and nine's a nightmare. Yeah, I mean that's just that's not going to get it done. And so whatever they have to do, they, they've got to make sure that they're successful on first and second down and and staying ahead of the the sticks there. Because um, if they get behind or get, get off schedule at any at any point, it's going to be a nightmare of a game. Well, Chris Orr and Zach Bond, their two linebacker edge rusher guys, rank second and third in the Big Ten in sacks, only behind Chase Young. And Nate, a lot of these guys were homegrown guys they developed. Like very few of their players on the on the edge are like four star type guys. Right? Well, Zach Bond was a six three, two hundred pound quarterback in Wisconsin. <laughs> he didn't even play linebacker. He they but they recruited him as a linebacker, and he's made the switch, and now he's become like an all conference type of guy. Is so, there a more under recruited state than Wisconsin in terms of other Power Five programs going in there? Yeah, pro- probably not. It's probably I mean, one of those states where they just don't think it's worth it. You know, like when Nebraska was rolling, like you just didn't recruit Nebraska because they were going to go to Nebraska. Yeah, it's not like there's four or five big metropolitan areas there, and honestly, there's there's really not that many like big time football players that come out of Milwaukee. So. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, if you're going to recruit Wisconsin, you kind of have to do your legwork and, and really invest a lot of time and go in there. But they've got a lot of a lot of athletes, a lot of big, big uh, bodied guys, too, that you can develop. All right. Well, we're going to talk defense next here as Nebraska has got the tough task of going against Jonathan Taylor, um, who's rushed for. Uh, close to 500 yards almost in two meetings versus the Big Red. How will they slow down Jonathan Taylor? What's the game plan on that? You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.